Hey Siri, subscribe to the Crisis Intervention Team podcast. Just to confirm, would you like to subscribe to the podcast Crisis Intervention Team? Sit minute. Ask a doc, ask a cop by Crisis Intervention Team Incorporated. Oh yeah. Hey everybody, it's me, Matt Tame. And today I just wanted to talk about something that's fun and everyone likes, policies and procedures. So I actually get asked this a lot when people are looking at starting their own CIT programs or any kind of initiatives. Hey, do we actually need a policy in place? And yes and no to that one. Do you need a policy in place to start collaborating and looking at creating a program? No. So why even have a policy if it's not needed in that part? Well, there's a lot of reasons. Policies show, you know, systemic change or or goals for systemic change. And it shows buy-in organizationally. By having a policy, your organization is agreeing to continue this program. So it's agreeing to continue a CIT program or whatever type of uh, collaborative program you're starting about. It shows buy-in from the biggest organization that's part of it, you and your organization. Policies are not fun to write, and there's a bunch of different ways to do so. You know, look at some of your other policies, or maybe this one sticks out as a being a little bit bizarre. You know, maybe you only have policies on, you know, transportation of of people in custody, how to handcuff somebody, how to investigate a criminal call. You know, these are all very common ones in law enforcement, at least. Or maybe it's a response to calls, but not so much about program. You know, other policies you could look at, maybe your organization has that could help you understand why you should, is do you have a DARE program? Or did you? Or did you have a GREAT program? Some of these other law enforcement programs that are federally funded, did you have a policy for them? Even if it was a policy on grant management, look at those. Look at any kind of stuff like that as possibly a starting point where to model your program. You know, everyone has difficulty with developing policy, so you're not alone. This is a struggle in every organization, and I've never seen one, especially around CIT, say, oh, that was easy. We knew we wanted this, and we just wrote it up real quick. It's not that simple. There's a lot of processes in place, and you have to get city legal or your legal team to be involved. And you have to get your administration to be involved. And everyone has to be on the same page. And that is where it gets difficult, especially in larger organizations. But if you are starting a CIT program and looking at sustaining the program or showing that it's a legit program, you should think about policy. And if you started your program with a collaborative approach like a CIT council or a working group, start there with your policy. What would you as a community want to see in a policy? What do you as the employee want to see in a policy? And what do you know about your organization that would help ensure that this program stays in place indefinitely and can grow from that? So, I mean, that can be the basis is, you know, this department agrees to complete in a CIT program and you just define what a CIT program is. If you're looking for good definitions, I would check out the National Alliance on Mental Illnesses definition 
it's pretty straightforward. You could look at CIT International, see if they have a definition, or the Bureau of Justice Assistance, the BJA. They have a police mental health collaborative toolkit. Check out that website. Just Google that and look at their policy development. They might have some model policy there or language that you like or dislike. Remember, it's your policy. You can write it as you wish. Another great way to check out policies is, you know, Google CIT programs. Look at what agencies are well-established or have had a program for a long time and reach out to them. I've never had a department tell me that no to sharing their policy. Now, I have from research found out most departments, I shouldn't say that, I take that back, that a lot of departments don't have a policy in regards to their CIT program. They may have a policy about the response, like how officers or deputies should respond to calls involving someone living with a mental illness, but they don't necessarily have in the program about collaboration or in their policy about the CIT program. And so what I'm talking about right now is a CIT program, you know, about your maintenance of collaboration. If you have a, a, you know, a committee, how often do you go there? Who's required to go and why do you go? Do you conduct training? Do you hold that in-house? What's the length of that training? Is it a one-time certification? Do you require ongoing certification? What model of curriculum and training development do you use and did you use to create this? How much of your training is focused on what? These are all different things you can and, and may put in policy. How about this? How about the CIT coordinator spot? How do you ensure this collaboration program keeps going if you don't even have in policy that someone's dedicated for that, even if it is collateral duty? So put it in policy. You know, every department develops policy differently. Unfortunately, in law enforcement, policies are developed when we do something wrong. So you have an officer that does something wrong, it becomes a lawsuit or it makes the media and the news, and guess what? There's a policy after that person now. And why not develop positive policies proactively? That was a lot of peace right there. But just do it. Send it out there. It's such a great PR opportunity too. You know, you can, you can use your collaborative approaches. You can even put on the news, hey, we're starting a CIT program. We're looking at developing policies. What do you as a community want to see in it? It's a great way to involve all, all of those parties that are interested in this kind of stuff. It's, is it easy? No. Will it get frustrating? Probably. But can you do it? Yes. Does it take a while? Yeah, it's not a quick and easy thing. You know, maybe you draft the first one. Maybe you're like, you know, I'm on a working committee or we have a CIT council. No one can get along. It's hard to get, you know, documents done. It's more of a think group. If that's it, write the first policy. Do it. It can be basic. It can be, like I said, just a description of what the CIT program you are establishing is or your collaborative approach. Just write it up and then submit it to, to your committee or to your meeting or your think group and let them look at it. It can be that simple on it. If you guys are looking for other policies, you can check us out online at gocit.org. And we have some policy. Just search in the search bar for policy. You can also, like I said, check out the BJA's uh, Police Mental Health Collabor Collaboration Toolkit. So you can just Google Police Mental Health Toolkit and you'll find their website right away. Check out CIT International. See if they have any policies that are open um, to non-members. And also check out the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and that's NAMI.org. They have a whole CIT toolkit that can help you out on stuff like that. 
we're always here to help out and consult on that. Just send me an email. Let me know that you're looking for policies, um, specifically on what I can send you what I have or give you guys other connections. There's a lot out there. But if you don't have one, I recommend doing it. It helps create that systemic change and that change in your community. Anyway, thank you guys for listening.